Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Back in on the drive, we will welcome in Pete Sweeney from Railhead Pride coming up in just a minute. But today's pop quiz was Law & Order SVU. The pop quiz is presented by Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Today is Mariska Hargitay's 55th birthday. She is also known as Olivia Benson. I have like a running list of my five favorite women uh, in the world. And Mariska Hargitay, she is always going to be in the top five as long as she continues to be Olivia Benson on Law & Order SVU. She's 55. Would you go on a date with her? I would marry Mariska Hargitay tomorrow without ever talking to her. She said, if if she texts me right now and said, hey, meet me in Vegas, I want to be with you, I would leave right now and I would find a way to get there so we could be married. I love (laughs) Olivia Benson. Like, she's a real person. Have you seen the kind of advocate for justice that she is? That rules out the potential for some little C-dots here, Les. That's fine. I just want to be with her. You can always adopt, man. I just want to. I just want to be with that's Olivia true. Benson that's from. That's a, that's a good point. From yeah. Law and Order SVU, and she can be like ninety six at high school graduation. It'd be amazing. So we welcome in Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Joel, he said, "Season over. I'm done." You're like, "I'm still working," but Joel, <laughs> he said, "I'm not leaving the house today. I'm not working." Joel won't leave the house or take off his sweatpants. I think until about August at this point. He's now. down. He's got to be down right now, right? Have you checked on him lately? Uh, it's it's tough. I mean, I think a lot of Chiefs fans are. I think that yesterday was good because it gave – you turn, turned from sadness to a little bit like, okay, now we're looking at the future already, which I think helped out Joel and many Chiefs fans out not, there. Not to mention you have really good quarterback. I mean, that should keep people fairly happy. Yeah, I think this next week or so is going to be tough. Not so much this week because I think some of the Pro Bowl stuff will happen. You'll get yeah. to see Pat, and I think he'll really be the star of the Pro Bowl if you care about that stuff. I think next week is going to hurt when you see the Patriots yeah. at I don't Radio wanna, Row. I, this sounds crazy. Like I really don't want to watch the Super Bowl right now. I will. I'm going to go to a party, and I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. It's going to be great. I really have no desire to watch the Super Bowl for the first time in a long time. Yeah, a friend of mine said, I don't know if I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. I said, it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> no. Of course you're going to watch it. Yeah. I, two weeks will pass, I think, everyone, once you get to the game. I mean, it is going to hurt. This is going to be – this is the, this is the toughest Super Bowl to watch for Kansas City, I think, since the 90s. Absolutely. So, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they should be there. One off, one offside – as bad as the defense was, one offsides call, and the Chiefs are, are – you know, we're not watching these little videos on Twitter of, of Anthony Sherman's kid chasing the cheetah around down in Orlando. You know what I mean? We're not seeing Mahomes wearing a camera on his chest throwing routes, you know, at the Pro Bowl. Like, one – Little play. It's tough. I, it's tough, but it's true. I mean, D4, the, the, the worst part about it is he didn't make a mistake and it affected the play. Yeah. It was on the other side. I know. So I know. the whole play just would have went as it did had, I wanted, had he I, just been back. I wanted to bring this up, and this is something that Jeff Schwartz tweeted about. Somebody tweeted out the rule, and typically a D lineman or a, a tackle, they get warned right. before the flag is thrown. And D. Ford told Danny Welniak after the uh, after the game that he was not warned. So yeah. I've I've sort of changed my stance on D. Ford a little bit on this thing. And the reason I have is because I'm wondering if D. Ford thought he had a freebie, and this might be the biggest play of the game in over you know in in regulation, 
And if he had a freebie because he hadn't been warned, I wonder if he thought he could potentially get away with it, if that's the way it typically works with a line judge and, and a rush in. Andy Reid, when we talked to him uh, the next day, said there was no warning, but he was indeed offside. And then D Ford in the locker room, to his credit, he said, I'm wearing it on the chest. I mean, he said, yeah. those were his words. He said, uh, it's my fault. That's a It's inexcusable and a critical mistake. But at the same time, there was that caveat where yeah. usually the official will say, hey, you're getting a little close. You're getting a little close. There was none of that. Yeah. And then there was just straight to the flag, if which he, does make people think, and I get it. But, I mean, you, the league is not fixed. I've been saying no, some of that, not. too. No, it's not. You know what not. I mean? Right now, we're talking to Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Let's start with the big story of the day in Kansas City. What do you make of Bob Sutton's being replacement? What do you make of the couple names that have been thrown out there, Rex Ryan and Steve Spagnola? I think they're interesting. I think there's a lot of Chiefs fans, at least a vocal minority of Chiefs fans, that are calling for Rex Ryan to be the next guy, I think, because you know who he is. I think not a lot of Chiefs fans in the Midwest really know Steve Spagnuolo, and they really just go to the numbers and don't understand that this is a guy who it's a fiery guy. I think will be respected maybe more so than someone with less experience. I, I get the numbers aren't exactly... Uh, what you would want. I do like the switch to the four three. I think that is really interesting because yeah. that's Spagnuolo. Like people were saying, oh, um, and I saw on Twitter this morning, this is just another Bob Sutton. This is as far away style yeah. and scheme wise from Bob Sutton as you can get. The four three blitz heavy, so on and so forth. Yeah. And it, and it did make me think when I saw Spagnolo emerge just a little bit. And this is again a, a far out theory, but. You look at the Hitchens signing, and you look at the strength of having a Speaks and Tano Passano. No, they, they didn't really necessarily fit as edge guys. And, you know, it, it just makes you think, was this sort of a thought process that existed last yeah. year that maybe this was the end for Sutton regardless of how it, it went? I wonder if they win the Super Bowl, do they maybe move on from him anyway? Well, it's, I think it's a good question because somebody sent a text in yesterday on the Protein House Eat with a Purpose text line, and they're like, Okay, if Bob Sutton's your defensive coordinator, why do they keep drafting four three guys? Right, exactly. And like Hitchens. that is, yeah, and and to me, Hitchens and Ragglers are sort of old school thumper linebackers, right. right? Which the league is sort of going towards, you know, the hybrid guy versus you know dudes like dudes like Hitchens and Ragland, right? Right, yeah, and you have a Speaks who they drafted, uh, you know, first pick. It was the second round, but first pick, and Passanio really hasn't looked like an outside linebacker. Yeah, and then you have D Ford who you potentially have to pay. Maybe you're thinking. A little bit long term here. Do you really you know, necessarily need a D Ford if you're going in the four three? I, I think it's just interesting. It's interesting to see what direction they go, especially given if it's Spagnola, that's what they decide to switch because that mm-hmm. that that changes the whole game a little bit. That changes who you're drafting, who you're who you're signing, yeah. so on and so forth. I really like the concept of Steve Spagnolo, even if that's not the person that they end up hiring. I like it because I kind of think that Andy he wants the power structure to be a lot like what I envision the power structure being in Los Angeles. I don't think that. Sean McVay is doing a lot of stuff with the defense. I think that's Wade Phillips' baby. I think he's dealing with the personalities on that side, and Sean McVay has given him the opportunity of, that's essentially your team. I'll run the offense. You take care of the defense. That's what I think Andy Reid wants to do. I think you have a better chance of getting that with somebody who has been a former head coach, somebody who knows how to go out and hire a staff, and somebody that is going to have the experience of five, six, seven years of being a defensive coordinator to take care of that side of the football that's the direction I want to see him go. I want to see him go Steve Spagnolo, Rex Ryan, Vance Joseph, a guy who has been a head coach and a guy who has been a, a defensive coordinator for, for for five or more seasons. Yeah, and there are certain layers to this too, right? Because you, you look at, at – I, I mentioned it to some people yesterday. I think you look at Britt Reed, and, and I, I worried about them going external because what are they going to do with Britt? But if it's a guy that Andy Reed has worked with already, like he has Spagnolo. 
in 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 Philadelphia, then that kind of becomes a thing. Well, he knows Britt, and I think yeah. he'll accept him onto his staff and keep a lot of these guys. And I also look to this fact too. In 2012, um, Andy Reid was trying to hire Spagnuolo back. Uh, instead, he ended up going to the New Orleans Saints because there's a whole thing where Juan Castillo, Andy Reid had just. Uh, promoted him in Philadelphia, and he was an old line coach, right? Yeah, into the into defensive coordinator role, and Andy Reid wanted to keep him on staff. There was some kind of disconnect, and Spagnola ended up going to the Saints instead of the Philadelphia Eagles. So, I mean, I think in this particular case, maybe some fans aren't going to want to hear it, but the writing seems to be on the wall, and I think it's the I think it's the right move because I do like hiring from within, but there's no real true candidate, I think, at the Chiefs. I, I look at Mike Smith. I, I was talking with Bink. Bink's not a Mike Smith fan. I'm sure you'll hear more of that yeah. on Bink at Night later, but um, I, I think that's interesting. But as far as the best and and safest move to to get yourself back to the middle of the pack, which I think everyone agrees is where they need to be, Spagnuolo is a safe bet. It kind of seems to me, if you think about the two names that we've seen floated, we saw Adam Schefter float out Rex Ryan, and we saw Steve Spagnolo. It sounds like they're going for the more aggressive, blitz-style, attack-style defense than what they've had in years past. Like, they tried it the other way with Sutton, kind of sitting back, read and react kind of defense. It at least seems like, based on the two candidates we've heard so far, they want to go in that in that direction of getting way more pressure. Yeah, no, and and that that fits to what Spagnuolo likes to do. He likes to blitz. Like when the Chiefs yeah. had Sutton, the Chiefs were very conservative. They didn't want to blitz a lot. I, I see the joke still to this day. I mean, Justin when, Houston in coverage. Yeah, there he is. You well, know, like here's the other thing though, too, though on, on that interception that Dirty Dan got. You know, if not for the play, if not for Justin, or excuse me, uh, D Ford dropping back in coverage, that ball's probably not picked off because D Ford got in the way. I think it was to Edelman, right? When it went off Edelman's hands, and then Sorensen got it. D Ford dropped into coverage, and 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 I think he, he just got enough in the way of Julian Edelman that he couldn't get his hands on the football and turn it into a pick. But I'm with you. Like, I want more blitzing. And I think is, and I'm just guessing this. We don't have Joe and Sean here right now to ask them. Right. But I'm guessing, as a defensive player, you want to blitz. Yeah, four. I, I think. I, I want to go nuts and hit somebody. If you have Patrick Mahomes, it's like blitz and tackle. Force the issue. Get the ball yeah. as, as soon as it can get back into your offense's hands and run up the score. Like, I think that's where the Chiefs want to go with this. I I just think, like I said, I, I named a few reasons before, but I think ju- I just think the writing's on the wall here, and, and these guys usually have it right when you talk about the Adam Schefter and, and Ian Rappaport and so on and so forth. I, I think Spagnuolo probably ends up being the, the guy. Yeah, and I, I think it really, I think it goes to kind of show you of, again, they want a former head coach. We think about the two yeah. names that have been thrown out. There hasn't been a lot of Mike Smith, and I'm not saying he's not getting interviewed, but I think of, you're right, from Schefter. Schefter is getting this, I think, from someone high up with the Chiefs. I think they're kind of painting the picture for what you want. A guy who has been a head coach, a guy who's been a coordinator for a long time. I think that's the direction they eventually end up going. And then and then Mike Smith just stays on staff, and he's still here next season. Uh, coming up in a little bit, we'll give you a chance to win $1,000 on our national cash contest, and we'll keep our conversation going with Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Coming up is The Drive. The Drive, presented by Tecate. Back in on The Drive, Pete Sweeney in studio with us. Coming up in just a little bit, Fanning has put together a list of what his perfect defensive coordinator would be. We'll get to that, and we'll give you a chance to win $1,000 in our national cash contest. Pete, as we head into the offseason, what would you say the number one thing the Chiefs need to do is? Get Eric Berry probably some surgery. I think that's the initial thing, right? And then figure out the safety position. Um, I think cornerback is another area that you're going to want to go in in the draft maybe an offensive lineman uh edge is always good i i I think the thing that you have to see and we talked about it before the break is are you going to switch the four three because that kind of again changes your direction of where you're going um 
But yeah, no, for me, it's figuring out your best, who was supposed to be your best defensive player and couldn't cover Gronk in the playoff game because, you know, a lot of people look at D Ford too, but Eric Berry couldn't cover Gronk. I mean, I know that's not a, a, a popular take or whatever from the game, but um, it was a big difference, especially in those third and tens, you know, that the Chiefs were trying to stop this uh, Patriots offense and you get a stop, you never know in overtime. And, and that was an issue. I, I think he, he's got to have surgery and then, and then you move on and start to strategize. Okay, what can we add to this team? I think it's a weird thing to kind of speculate about, but you'd have to think that, I mean, first 10 days of the offseason, we're going to be hearing a story that Eric Berry had surgery. Like, it had been a constant problem and a consistent problem the entire offseason or the entire regular season. That, man, if you're serious about having Eric Berry come back and it's a three, four, five, six week or a six month kind of thing, I mean, there's a chance you can get Eric Berry back by October of the season. He gets a chance to heal and do all those kind of things. Like, this needs to be happening sooner rather than later, you would think. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty, but they should have just took him off the field last year and got it done and got him back in shape and ready ready full strength because the Chiefs were 0-3 with him on the field. He was a shell of himself. It was a waste of a roster spot, and now they have to, I think, have the surgery, and hopefully he comes back from that stronger and, and yeah, give him a fresh start with a new defensive coordinator. I, I, I think the one of the key things from Ian Rappaport when it comes to defensive coordinators, he was like, well, the Chiefs had talked to all the players, all the, and, and in, he also included coaches. Sutton, as nice as a guy he is, because he's a great guy, would always answer our questions, he lost the room. And, and I think change, yeah. changing that attitude is, is number one, and then figuring out what you're going to do with your best defensive players, number two. I think the offense is there. Uh, you got to get some, I think, running back help because you, the depth and then offensive line help. And other than that, you, if, if Sammy's healthy, Hill's, Hill, you can figure out the contract. You got Kelsey. I think your offense is, is in good shape. I mean, there are some some question marks in free agency with Mitch Moore, so on and so forth. But uh, but the core is there on offense, so it's figuring out the defensive side of the football. I'm just watching something that's one of the most depressing videos I've ever seen in my entire life. You know what it is? What's that? It was tweeted out by the Kansas City Chiefs moments ago. It's down at the Pro Bowl, and Tyreek Hill is throwing Velcro footballs at a giant dartboard with Eric Fisher. It's tough. That's a tough tweet. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, it's, it's one of the most depressing. I know it's supposed to be fun. Hey, promote the Chiefs. I've got a bunch of Chiefs. at the. Tyreek Hill's throwing Velcro footballs at a giant dartboard right now. Right. When these guys should be at the Super Bowl. God. I know. I don't really have any, anywhere else to go with it. I just saw, like, the Chiefs just tweeted this out, and I'm like, it's the grossest thing I've seen in four days. It's tough because I think, you know, when you're in that position, you got to tweet out content. You can't Ugh. just go dark when your your star players are doing stuff, but at the same time, it's tough to see because these guys should be prepping yeah. for the, to the Los Angeles Rams, no doubt. And he's throwing left-handed, by the way. It, we, he's 0 for 1 with an interception on his, uh, left -handed. In his, in his and, one and, career. And Andy Reid said that he was <laughs> right. Pass. Yeah, so I don't know what he is. But, yeah, they got some big decisions I think they have to make in the offseason when it comes to this, Pete. I, 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 on the flip side, though, I do think they're in pretty good shape. And I do, too. Yeah. I, I do. I mean, that's the thing. I, I, it's tough because, again, you look at the cliche game of inches. The Chiefs were one or two plays from changing this game um, in, in, the, in their direction. And so I don't think you need to do a ton. You got a good core. You have the court. I heard you on the way in where mm -hmm. the hard part is finally done. Yeah. You know you got a quarterback. You have an Aaron Rodgers. You have a Drew Brees. You have a Tom Brady of your own. Surround him. Get the right coaches in. Get the right players in. And I think you're going to be right back there next year. It was a surprise this year that the offense was as yeah. good, as, good as it was. Now build on that. This just popped in my head. I have a would you rather. Okay. Would you rather bring Justin Houston back at the contract that he currently has or sign D4 to a long-term deal? 
Man. I was going to ask you what would you do with Justin Houston. That's an easy thing. I I think I'd rather make it more difficult. I'd rather increase the difficulty level. Yeah. I, I think it's Steve Ford. I think there's just too much upside. I, I don't. I and I still think he's working on his game. Like we saw him for the first time break out as an elite player last year. I don't think that's the ceiling. I think you at this point in the game in the game. Like what is Justin Houston going to be thirty? I think you kind of know what he is. I don't think he's turning the clock back to that twenty-two, nearly twenty-two and a half sack season or whatever it was. I, I, to me, D Ford, I, I like D Ford for a franchise tag, but it's because it's like, all right, you were healthy this one season, prove yeah. it again. But man, I, I just still think you got you got more coming from D. Let me ask you this, Pete, because one of the things that came out yesterday, and I can't, it might have been Rappaport or it might have been Nate. I'm not sure who who tweeted it out, but they were talking about Sutton's stubbornness when it came to playing younger players. Any chance that stu- that Sutton potentially stunted the growth of D Ford because we didn't see him on the field. I mean, I think when he got there, it was both Tamba and Justin. Tamba was at the tail end of his deal. Is there any chance that part of that is the reason why it took D Ford so long? I know he had some injuries and stuff. I, from what from what I could tell, I think there was just line linebacker st- growth stunting across the board because they had Gary Gibbs, and then they just make this decision last year to says, okay, we're going to take this linebacker room of this guy that's not doing anything for us, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary, and we're going to split it. So they made the outside linebackers room, Mike Smith, the defensive coordinator candidate, and uh, Mark DeLeon is the inside linebackers coach. And if you talk to D Ford about Mike Smith, Mike Smith changed the game for D Ford and guys like Tano Passanio, Breland Speaks, Justin Houston. Justin Houston's another guy who would talk about Smith. What game has he changed for Tano Passanio? Because yeah. you, you got to be in the game for it to change. Get on the field. No, I, I spoke with Pat Passanio too, and, and he said he just kind of made because you don't get to see Passanio play. So he says he, his development was much better with Smith than it were than it was previously because of just the, the little things that they would show. And that was one thing that Passanio had actually told me in the locker room is even with Ford and Houston in training camp, they went back to the basics uh, of, of being an outside linebacker and, and pass rushing, so on and so forth. And D Ford was taught uh, a little bit more of how to be a pass rusher like a pitcher, whereas you have to have different moves. And the key with Mike Smith uh, that they revealed to me was – there would be these pro scouting reports where you would know in detail how to beat each and every offensive lineman. And mm-hmm. again, I, that's why I think that he is a, a candidate. I don't think he's as high of a favorite as, as Spagnola at all. But at the same time, I th- I got to think he's in the mix just because of he was in in a in what was seemed like a toxic year for the defense. Mm-hmm. Mike Smith seemed to get through to these guys. Yeah, no, I mean, I think if, if you want to talk about guys that took the step forward and really emerged, I mean, D4 would be at the top of the list of finally putting it all together. I just wrote this down. I was really curious about this is I think if we go back and really look at it, Eric Berry having the year he had, what was that, 2016, probably ended up being a bad thing for the Chiefs. That Justin Houston's 22-sack season ended up being bad for the Chiefs. That it would have been a lot better for them to just have average seasons and then this organization move on from them than feeling like you had to sign those guys long-term. Like, now, like, I mean, really thinking about how those contracts played out, it certainly would have been a lot better if they had just been average players. Like, that's why I don't really want the Chiefs to get sucked into this D4 contract is because I don't think there is a way going forward that you regret not signing D4 long-term. Like, wherever he goes, Giants, Jets, you can pick a random team. I don't think we have a conversation two years from now. Man, I really wish they had signed D4 long-term. I think you greatly regret signing him to a deal if you sign him long-term. He doesn't get the uh, double teams that Khalil Mack does, but his pressures were comparable. Not to say that that's going to be a repeat thing or, or whatever. I think the answer with Ford is you tag him. You look at the tag situation with Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell wanted no part of the tag. If you talk to Dee Ford, I mean, one of his first things that he said when asked about the tag that this at the end of the season was, you know, would you take 
16 million dollars whatever so he's ready he's ready yeah. to Hell take yeah. he's ready to take a tag year and if both parties like it and it makes sense I don't sense, think he's yeah. excited about taking the tag I, I, he might not have an option of it's either play football this year under the right. 16 million dollars you know like of he, course it's not it's not ideal but he's it, you see across the league where people have problems with it. Ford seems accepting of it at least, which is which is good. For, I think for both sides. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens once the negotiation starts. Like once his agent presents, sure. a, this is how much we want to get, and then it's a we're not giving you this money except the franchise tag. I'll be very curious to see kind of what the sentiment is from his agent. Last question here, Pete: Do you think the Tony Romo got Bob Sutton fired? <laughs> no. No, I I think the more uh, that this goes on, and as you start to put the pieces together, I think this was a thing that might have been happening anyway. Do you think he gets whacked if they go to the Super Bowl too? I, I'm starting to think maybe. Yeah. I I just, you know, if the, if enough makes sense and there's enough smoke, I think there's yeah. fire there. I, I as I'm starting to think more and more about it, I mentioned the thing about where they've they've drafted a lot and signed four or three guys. Like I just think that 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 maybe this was in the works a lot longer than we thought. That is our guy, Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. What do you guys got up on you guys' website? Right now, again, it's a lot of defensive coordinator stuff. We have some guys down at the Senior Bowl, the Arrowhead Pride Nerd Squad, led by Ken Swanson. I know he'll be on with Pink at Night later. But they're reporting all that's happening in Mobile, and we're, we're taking this offseason on by storm, uh, keeping it rolling. That's my guy, Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Thanks a lot for coming in today, Pete. Coming up in okay. five minutes, we'll give you a chance to win $1,000 on our national cash contest and Fanning has created his perfect defensive coordinator. We'll tell you what goes into it. Coming up, it's the drive. Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech, why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.